0: Gentlemen, James Marshall here with an Ask the Naturals. One of my viewers says, I started a new job with a startup company and one of my few other co-workers is probably the most amazing woman I've ever met. Don't worry, I don't plan on seducing her. I need a job more than her. She's a Californian blonde with blue eyes and an amazing body. She went to an Ivy League school and she's a black belt in karate. She's 24 and height and probably way smarter and socially adept than most people in the room. Oh, I'm kind of a bit in love too. She sounds great. All right, well, let's get working on this chick. For me, it's fascinating to be working alongside a woman of her caliber. I haven't honestly spent a lot of time with women like her So even working together, you learn a little about her experience and possibly how you might relate to other girls with a similar background or hotness level. So my question is simply, as I go out and try to seduce women of her caliber outside the office, what should my mindsets be when I'm talking to someone who objectively speaking has way more value than me on the sexual marketplace? I'm a decent looking guy with developing game, but a hot blonde who's smarter than me seems to have an affluent family and some level of connections. I'm objectively not on that level. In addition to improving myself as a man to try and bridge the gap, how should I think about going to talk to a woman who is just flat out better than him? I'm not going to be on the same level as girls like my coworker, but I don't want that to be a deterrent from being successful. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles podcast. Recently, I put out another video, similar, similar topic, talking about sexual marketplace value, looking at things, trying to look at things from the attractive female's position. When guys are getting irritated, that hot girls are flaking on them, it's important that you understand what it's like to be a hot girl, how much opportunity you have, how many options you have, and that the objective reality, as this gentleman is talking about, is that if you, you have a woman who is like this chick, right? She's blonde, she's 24, she's hot, she does karate uh, and all of the other things, she's awesome of course and she's social right so she's let's just say that she goes to some parties or goes out sometimes she has friends she's not some hermit she's not an agoraphobic she's a chick who's going out there enjoying life well the reality is that she has a massive amount of choice when it comes to which men she decides to sleep with flirt with date marry uh you know take to court for half their shit she's got all sorts of men to choose from And if you are to like put yourself in line, you have to be aware that uh, just because you like you and you're a nice guy and you know, you're pretty good at nunchucks, because girls like dudes with nunchuck skills or whatever, that it may not count for anything in her mind. Okay, so it's not that you are invaluable. It's like, okay, you go for a job interview, and there's one spot available for a job and there's a hundred people who want to go and they all they're all qualified in different ways okay so some of them are more charming some have more experience some uh, you know get the boss's humor some of them kiss ass like a motherfucker Amazing job, 100 of you lined up, everyone has different skills. The hire, or the boss chooses based on the things that they're interested in and then rejects 99 of you, like throws you out on the street, doesn't give a shit if you're destitute and you never work again, you die alone, doesn't care, right? So now does this mean that you are a useless piece of shit? I, ho- I hope not, no. Does this mean that you'll never get a job? No. Does this mean that a different employer may have may not have chosen you because they liked your personality or your skill set better okay so all, you start to see the parallels here the woman is in a if she is one of these very high value women she is in a position where she has a lot of choice and she can't choose everyone so she's going to choose the person she likes the best or that triggers her in some way or that has gives her the most Gucci. that's what we're all getting at here isn't it it's all about the money no it's not in the previous video when i was talking about this there were some comments like one guy said in the comments something like you know well we'll put the comment up but it was something like well, this makes me more depressed now i think this is impossible you know because people were at first were like well it's hard to approach chicks you know get into a conversation and stuff but then if you have to have this idea that on some metric scale of of sexual value that you're low in that or you or not even in the race then that can be a very demoralizing thing and you think fuck, well okay i'm 20 something years old and or whatever age and I've just started learning pickup and I'm trying to improve myself this guy's talking about he's a young guy he's improving himself he's very self-aware for his age Uh, I mean for any age really I think he's the, the question is has no bitterness in it no like how do I trick my way through this and it's also not like fatalistic and depressive he's like not like oh man I'll never get these chicks he's thinking okay as a young guy who he sees he looks around and he says well objectively on certain metrics I don't have a whole lot of stuff, okay? So let's say if he's young, he's not established, he maybe doesn't feel super confident about what he's doing in life yet. Uh, as a young guy, you don't—you haven't had time unless you are born into wealth or you became super famous by some, or like super successful by some anomalous thing that most people don't do when they're young. That's the disparity between a man and a woman of the same age, in the, especially when they're young, right? So a woman who's 24, in this case, your blonde karate kicking bombshell, um, is in her peak in many ways, right? So she's in her peak beauty, and she's also very aware probably of of that because she's not 18 anymore. She's had enough years to figure out the game and see, okay, this this is what a player is. This is what a fake dude is. This is a guy who's too needy. This is what is available to me. Right, so this is, oh, okay, oh yeah, I could have this type of lifestyle, I could go for the like, boats and cocaine and glamour lifestyle, or I could find a really you know, solid, amazing alpha guy, or I could date around and fuck a bunch of people if I wanted to, or I could have a lesbian affair, she can do whatever she wants. Whereas the guy that's 24, like when I was 24, I, I mean I was doing stuff, I was, I was still an ambitious young guy and I was doing things, but I was not established and I was in no way in my peak. I am now, have been for some years now, men tend to peak if they plan it well, right? So you don't just peak as a man just by getting old, right? So uh, yes, women are generally attracted to older, slightly older or much older men, and the, they they tend to be attracted to men who are, it's not about a specific amount of money or a or specific status level, although some women give a shit about that. If a, if a, like I would never meet a woman like that because she's not going to, Look for me, I'm not looking for her. So, yeah, but women are still affected like, okay, is this guy a leader? Does he know what he's doing? Does he know how to master his environment? Because right? that's what a woman's looking for in a man when we talk about the status. She doesn't really care about what letters are after his name or what bling he's got on his wrist, only if that affects her life positively. Right? So if she's with a man who is confident without being arrogant, who is a leader and is also able to look after people under his leadership, because that's a difference between a tyrant and a leader. A tyrant just uses their population. A leader takes the population, takes its clan or whatever, somewhere where uh, they benefit. They get more food, they get more resources, they get more fun, they get more experience, they get more opportunities. Right. So a good leader takes people into places where they all benefit. Right. So usually a man who is older or more established, if he's built a lifestyle that works with that, is going to be is going to have more to offer than maybe a much younger guy who's not really, he's trying to figure out life. Okay, so that's, that's the one side of things. However, does that mean, and this I think is the crux of the question here, does that mean you should not bother? Like, this guy sees this girl, now he's intelligently decided he's not going to try and hit on that girl, right, because he, he works with her, he, I guess he instinctively knows that women are attracted to men pretty fast or not at all. It's, it's fairly rare for a woman to grow affection for a man over time. It happens within social circles sometimes over time or on sitcoms, it seems to happen a lot. Uh, You know, the bubbling sexual tension over time occurs sometimes, but usually that occurs when people were both attracted to each other but there was some reason they couldn't get together, right? They worked together, they both had girlfriends or boyfriends or something and so they were attracted but there was a a Romeo and Juliet barrier in between them and so that sexual tension is kind of there, right? So it still exists and maybe it expresses at the office party three years down the track. But most, most of the time, women are instantly or within minutes or an hour attracted to a man. And I've talked about this before. It's not about building attraction. It's about attraction being released, the potential. She, she's potentially attracted to men if she's open to something with a man because she's single and she's horny and she's out there. And then some man or some number of men release the walls and the attraction starts to blend. Right? And that happens usually fast because... Otherwise, if it doesn't happen fast and you are really friendly to the girl and you know, a nice coworker and uh, you know, a buddy of hers, then she tends to put you in that position and it's hard for you to get out. We all know about this, the friend zone. However, does that mean this, this guy should not hit above his weight, should not be looking at a girl and going, well, I guess on a bunch of metrics, maybe I don't stack up, so I, should, shouldn't, I shouldn't try. I should only go for girls that are way less in demand or less attractive or uh, you know, ones that are easier for him, him to get. So what's my answer to this question? I think you need to view it in two ways, with audacity and with humility. And that's kind of a, one of my linchpins of the way that I operate in life. Okay, I, I've done a lot of audacious things in my life. You know, I rocked up at Shaolin Temple without an invitation. You know, I've inv- just went to and talked to Anthony Johnson and invited myself to go and speak at his conference. Uh, you know, I've sought out different people that I've respected or interested in and went and offered them a deal or asked them for a favor. I've jumped to the head of many queues, but I've always... Let's hope. Mostly done it with a sense of humility, right? Because if I'm jumping lines, or I'm or I'm asking someone to do something that doesn't make sense in the in the normal uh, stepping stone of moving through life, then I have to be aware that I'm being a cheeky cunt, and that people might say no, or they'll be like, okay, why is it that you think that you get to jump to the head of the queue, or why do you get this thing that other people worked harder for or worked longer for? And you know, when I went to Shaolin Temple those many years ago, I rocked up without an invitation, and then I met the teacher that would be my master later, and he asked what I wanted, and I simply said, I would love to te- learn with you. I just asked, and I fully expected he would just say, no, that's not how it's done here, fuck off and come back. Well, he wouldn't have said fuck off, he would say nicely Buddhist, fuck off, and, uh, you know, come back when you go through the Orthodox channels. But he gave me a shot. And so I repaid that chance with humility and gratitude. And I worked very fucking hard, tried to follow the instructions as best I could. And so I was welcome into that family. right. So same with people who come to me. Okay. A lot of people want to come and work with me as a coach or an intern or camera guys or whatever. And the only people that have gotten through are the ones who yet came to me and said, the guy behind this camera right now sent me a bunch of emails asking if he could involve me in a documentary. And I ignored them as I do, because there's just too much stuff in my inbox. And I, and I remember reading the email, and going, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And then I just forgot about it. Right, And he, he kept on gently reminding me, sent me a video, in, inviting me. And then eventually I was like, okay, cool, come over, let's do this thing. He put in a lot of work, made a great piece. And then, so that's the person that I'm now going, all right, we need another guy on, on staff. He's the person I'm going to ask to join. So, Whereas a lot of other people write to me and say, hey, I want a job or I heard you're looking for interns. You know, when can I start or how much does a coach get paid? That kind of stuff. I'm like, what? Fuck off. (laughs) Seriously, because you haven't approached, you've approached me with audacity, but no humility. You've you've, using assumptions and assuming that you're going to get something when you haven't earned it. So on the one hand, if we take that and we put that into the seduction sphere, seduction, the seduction industry can certainly foster and encourage an extremely high level of entitlement for men that haven't earned it. And a lot of the marketing, it's like, you know, how to get a 10 into bed tonight and keep her forever or, uh, you know, how to make any girl do what you want or or these kinds of clickbaity titles and methods which say, you know, you're going to get the top tier women on all metrics just by doing these techniques. or watching this video or whatever. And I think that's misleading. Most people who are discerning, I think, would look at that and go, "Okay, that's just hyperbolic or exaggerated marketing, but a lot don't. And a lot of guys think, oh, cool. All right, well, I'm just a dude. I haven't had much experience with women. I've never approached them. I'm not involved in a social scene where there's women around. I'm not versed in the partying with them and having a good time with them. And I'm expecting to go out cold and use these three tricks and pull that stunner, pull that 24-year-old karate blonde bombshell who's got plenty of options off the market and keep it that's not realistic. And that's where I think you need to be, where you need to look at yourself and see where you, where you need to improve. Right? It's like, okay, the, the reality, like I, I think back, there was, a, there was one girl, I remember, this was uh, just before i got gotten into seduction. So I was a guy who was working as a massage therapist, playing music in a not famous band, struggling to pay the rent and eating lentils. Okay, And I met this girl who was a friend of a friend and she came to me as a massage client. And she was a belly dance teacher. She was really, really funny. She was a couple of years older than me. think she was 26 and I was 23. Really interesting, sensual, spiritual person, really kind. And she used to come to me uh, once every week and I'd I give her massages for some time. And I got a little crush on her, right? And I mean, I got a big crush on her, let's be honest. She was cool. Like this chick had a belly dance school. She was in with all the Fitzroyalty, royalty, all the hipsters and everybody loved her. And she was so sexy and earthy and natural and my type at the time. And I told her friend, the friend of the friend, I said, oh, I'm actually got a bit of a crush on, I can't remember her name. What do you think? And she kindly said to me, listen, Jamie, I don't think you should pursue that. <laughs> and I said, okay, why? And she said, she's got a lot of going on. She's got, a, you know, she's got, a lot of different guys interested in her and she, this was in her kind way because every hot girl's got guys interested and this is her kind way of saying don't know if you are what she's looking for and shortly afterwards she hooked up with this guy who was a, an acrobat in um in some kind of like burlesque circus very cool tattooed guy that was in the made sense to her like was in part of her scene and he was obviously attractive but like attractive and fit her idea of what she was looking for at that time, I didn't. I was just, I was a guy that she was friends with that gave nice massages and that was it, right? So the friend gently told me this and I, I took that on board and I realized, yes, she was correct. Not that I'm saying you shouldn't go and take moonshot goals, right? That's, the, that's a different thing, but you do need to have a sense of realism about where you are at currently. So what does that mean in practical terms to have a sense of realism? It doesn't mean hide from women until you become awesome. Right? It means, sure, go about and approach whoever you want. And I definitely encourage you to approach women that you perceive to be out of your league. You think, oh, she's too hot for me, or maybe she's too cool for me, because you need to find out, right? Because otherwise you make assumptions. And that's where men put themselves in boxes of mediocrity throughout life, especially if they settle in their 20s, right? Or early to mid-20s. If you shack up with a girl or get married or have children in that age, you're doing that well before your peak, probably. So that means that you're probably going to get somebody who is not representative of where you could be at in the future now that's not always true of course you may date someone that is beautiful and lovely and then you guys grow together and you become more and more awesome with each other over time okay that's not impossible it certainly happens but I work with men who are on the on the other end of their decisions So most men that come to me are in their 30s, 40s, some in their 20s, mostly 30s and 40s, and they've been through relationships, marriages. They've settled for women that they weren't amazingly attracted to or inspired by, and then they've stayed there because they presume they had this thing that, okay, well, I, I can't overshoot my boundaries. I can't get anything better than this, so this is what I should put up with. And that's what I highly encourage you not to do that, right? So I'm not saying, all right, figure out that you're a six, date sixes, and that's the end. No, I'm saying you need to... Be aware that over time, with experience, with more women, with more life, with success, with business, with career, whatever, as you get better and bigger as a person, then you will become more attractive. Right? You will have more options and you'll have different types of women available to you that you previously didn't. Or if you, even if you did, they, they, it was very difficult to access those types of women. Right? So if you, you s- enter certain kind of echelons of social worlds and you, you reach a certain level of ease with yourself where you do feel like you're valuable, that you have a lot to offer, that a woman would be wise to be with you because you it's going to be great, then naturally you're going to be able to attract a higher calibre of woman. However, going back to our our friend in the situation who's in his early 20s and he's thinking, all right, I'm on this journey. He sees it as a long-term journey, knowing that this is a 10-plus-year thing, particularly if you're in your 20s. Not necessarily that you need to go and approach girls 10 a day for 10 years. I'm not saying that seduction should be your obsession for the rest of your life but that you are working on this is a critical decade let's say 25 to 35 and then the next decade after that as well it's critical because that defines how much wealth you will have throughout your life the social worlds that you're going to inhabit what country and what position you play in that in that society like all of that stuff is built in your 20s and 30s right and then it's extended upon in your 40s okay some people totally reinvent themselves at 50 and totally change their lives cool but for the most part these are the critical decades so therefore you can either let them slide past with shitty jobs and drunken weekends and average girlfriends and then you reach 35 to 40 to 45 and you are not the silver fox sexy older man man that younger girls are dreaming about or drooling about you're just some old dude who kind of wasted his important decades don't be that so you see yourself okay one of the long-term payoffs of improving yourself and making your mark on the world is that you will get better women in your life and they will treat you better right so that's the other thing is like you can get an amazing woman but she may not treat you that amazingly if you don't train her to or if she doesn't see she doesn't respect you or hold you in high esteem Uh, if she sees that she can get away with all sorts of bratty or manipulative behavior which is certainly something that I uh, experienced in my early relationships not that there was really anything wrong with the girls I'm still friends with some of them Um, I mean there was things wrong with both of us we were cunts in both ways we were young and dumb but like wasn't that there was anything inherently wrong with the girl. It was that I couldn't manage her at that time. I didn't know how to handle a woman's moods or outbursts. Um, I didn't know what it meant when she was crying about this, but she really wanted me to comfort her about that. You know, I didn't really understand all that. So all my relationships had a lot more drama and turmoil and and I didn't feel super respected. So in your position, what can you do? Overall, you work on this long-term goal of improving yourself, but in the here and now, Do what you're doing which is like you're hanging out with that girl to learn about what it's like try to get involved in social scenes where there are just women in general right so having women around you is a good idea because the what trying to learn about how women are just by cold approaching them that's pretty difficult So it's like running up to any specialist on the street and saying, tell me about what you do in five seconds before the person says, I'm busy, I don't want to talk about this. That's a hard way to learn about women. It is an integral part of it because it's the way that you'll get to meet the most women and you'll get to do it on your terms and you'll get to go into interactions with a clear intention rather than it just being, you know, you're next to someone at a university course and you get chatting and things develop over time. You are shortcutting that and going straight to the crux of I'm attracted to you, I want to see if we can start something. So, continue to do that and do that with women that you think are really cute and adorable and you could imagine that she would want to hang out with you and then also do it with women where you're like oh my god that woman is terrifyingly beautiful from the looks of things or from my brief discussion with her she seems to be in a social echelon that I'm unfamiliar with or I'm unversed in or I don't know what to do in so then the assumption that oh shit I'm not good enough for this girl kicks in. Now, this is the, the point, main point of this video, is I wanna look at the what is it that you actually do have to offer, right? Because if you're saying, okay, at this point, I don't have these extra bells and whistles of what I think it is that uh, a woman's after, does that mean I don't have anything? And the answer is absolutely not. You definitely do uh, have amazing resources at your disposal which are in high demand by women. What are those? Any ideas? Do's like, hmm, do I? Well, look at it like this. What's missing from many women's lives? Now, what's not missing if you're an attractive female is attention. You get all sorts of attention. You get validation. You get compliments. You get wolf whistles. You get people trying to start conversations with you all day. You get people trying to do stuff for you, help you across the road as if you're an old lady and give you free shit and give you drugs and jobs and all sorts of stuff, right? So that's not what they're in in a a short supply of. You don't want to try and compete on that level because you don't have as much as the club owner or the drug dealer. right? You don't have that much stuff. What's missing for a lot of people on this planet, where there's so many things trying to draw your attention and shiny screens and likes and swipes and all that, uh, is a sense of connection. Is a sense of being heard. Is being able to come into the present moment. And if you're someone who is calm and aware and gives a shit about connecting with people and hearing them and uh, understanding them, then you have truly priceless uh, thing to give them because even if a guy is super rich and successful and confident whatever he may be arrogant he may be completely self-absorbed he may just be spoiled right so he just doesn't have to put in as much effort anymore because he has many options so for or it might be that he's just really egotistically involved in his in his status right so he's really invested in being cool and successful and so on and if you're a beautiful woman who's looking for a relationship, sure, you may be looking for a guy that's well-connected and that you can take to parties and has those kind of external bells and whistles, but what is that, where does it leave you when you go home at night? Right? Where does that leave you when you guys are hanging out when it's, when, and we're not hanging out in glamorous uh, situations all the time? We're just you know, going for a walk to get a cup of coffee the person that you're spending that time with the reason she's going to choose to do that unless she's a total gold digger who's cynically just using men only for status and money okay some women do that but that's a really sad position for a woman to be in because she's saying to herself it's not worth getting emotionally involved with a man it's better because maybe she's had bad experiences or, or she doesn't care it's like it's better to just get the stuff out of him okay i think that's a pretty depressing position for a woman to be in and if you're the man who's providing that stuff to her it's pretty depressing for you too i don't think anyone's coming out of this very well when no one's interested in that, that comes to me anyway. So the thing is, what she's missing, if she doesn't have deep connections, is this sense of being heard, being listened to. Having a, ma- a masculine presence that's based around his actual core of who he is, as opposed to the watch he wears and the bling that he has that says he's that. All right, so, I mean, when I was first starting seduction, or age 26 plus, uh, I was very broke. I was like just barely paying the rent broke and living off l- big lentil curries at the beginning of the week and lived off them for f- days at a time and that kind of stuff. So I was about as broke as you could be in the Western world. Um, and yet, and that was when I was out approaching a lot and lifting my, my game, I started to date or be with women who just months previously I was sure were out of my league because they were out of my world, right? Before I cold approached and I could only see them on the street, they they just were these apparitions. I had no way to talk to a girl who was a glamour girl or a club girl or a corporate chick in a tight corporate shirt. Uh, So I didn't have any access to those women and and I had all these assumptions about them that I, I couldn't get them because I didn't have that world. So my way of dealing with that was justifying it. And so I would just judge those women. Ah, oh, they're superficial. Ah, oh, it's the thing. It's like, if you want those really hot glamour girls, then you have to put up with all their high maintenance drama or whatever. I, I, I created stories that insulated me against the reality that I wasn't able to access certain women. I just did not have the skills or the, or the access. So over time, a short amount of time, as soon as I started going out and cold approaching, suddenly I was meeting them. I had access to them because I was just like, uh, hey. And of course, you know, many of them just blew me off and it didn't didn't work. But I started getting access to these types of women. And as a result, I started learning about them. Particularly when I started going out to glamour clubs, which I was terrified of and judgmental of. And I started going out to whatever, VIP type of nightclub places, talking to the girls, noticing how my judgment based around my fear, letting that go and starting to get to know these people. And so over the first two, three years of my seduction career, I immersed myself into a huge range of new social scenes. I put a lot of effort into going out day, night, social events, cold approach practice, lots of different stuff so that I was getting access to a whole range of different women of a variety of like coveted you know super cool and super hot and dorky and hippies and all sorts of different girls and i started learning about what makes them tick and what it is that they really really resonated with because they could see from the way i was dressed and it was obvious that i was not a rich or cool well-placed dude i was just me but i had the confidence to be there right and i had the humility to listen and to understand and not be trying to be pushy and be resentful to women when they rejected me and write them off as snooty bitches or anything like that. I did that a few times, you know, I had times when I fucking think you're so cool, bitch. Uh, Which is a very reactive thing to do if you're ever doing that. You know you're on the wrong track. Okay, it happens occasionally, just feel bitter and then let it go. (laughs) But the thing that I was able to offer women fairly soon, once once I got past the initial, like, how do I approach and what do I say and just got the basics of uh, natural approaching down, was what I had to offer was that I was really present. When I was with a girl, I was there with her. Yeah, I listened to it. I asked real questions and I absorbed the answers and I responded. I had an opinion. I didn't like just go, yes, oh, that's so cool. I would challenge girls if I thought they were bullshitting or or I wanted them to justify something or explain themselves. Right? I was able to play with the tension of the masculine and feminine dynamic, even though I was living in a shitty share house and you I know, didn't have anything to offer in that sense. What I had to offer was I was a young guy who was full of curiosity. Uh, I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow and I wanted to be really great with women and not great just to validate my ego. And that was definitely part of my early motivation. But it was that I really wanted to like become masterful at communicating with them because I, I, I was really drawn to gorgeous women. I wanted to spend time with them and have sex with them and get to know them and and not just have sex. I wasn't like just, I just want to pump girls and then throw them out and get the next one. Uh, You know, I wanted to get involved in their lives and create something, maybe not a monogamous relationship or a super serious one, but something that was real. And that's where I suddenly started to excel. That's where I had situations. If you read my book, there's a couple of these situations where I was with a woman that everyone thought was super hot, you know, some uh, model Who was being chased by rich handsome well-connected guys but she ended up being with me and that happened a number of times and the reasons were that i had something to offer that those guys didn't even though they had all this other stuff i didn't have i had the ability to be really sensitive not in like a beta kind of way but sensitive to seeing how she wanted to be seduced seeing the types of communications that work with her seeing whether she was someone who needed space or, or needed intimacy right? i could calibrate this stuff through my meditation practice through my constant self searching which included self-doubt and self-loathing at times right so in the process of growing requires you to look deep inside and you'll find disgusting stuff in there you'll find things that you're ashamed of or not proud of or you're scared of showing the world or you feel unworthy A lot of people never dig into that. They just put layers of stuff on top and ignore it, right? And they never really deal with the core of what their issues are. Because I was someone that was really invested in improving for my own sake initially, because I wasn't happy being me, I wanted to be happy to be me. So I went on this long journey, trying out all these different methods from shamanism to yoga, to martial arts, to meditation, to talk therapies, to primal screaming, you name it, I've tried it. And gradually over time, pulled the tools out from various traditions that were practically applicable. That's why meditation for me has always been the bedrock of my success. Even very early on in those days when I was not a successful, worldly human being, I was becoming more sex- successful at being me, more enjoying my life more and being able to communicate with people and seeing how my fears rose and took me over and then learning ways to let them dissolve so I wasn't affected by them so much and so on. Right? And this also translates, so what do you have to offer? If you're a young guy who's present and ballsy, and still has humility and knows that he's got a long way to go that is appealing to a lot of different women and it can be really appealing to very very attractive coveted women because it might be a contrast to what her last boyfriend was maybe he was the dude who owned the club and he was an arrogant prick and caused her a lot of drama and then you come along and you're kind of like fresh and innocent but like I'm here and I'm like really willing to do this and I'm like really present with you uh, although I've learned enough to not be super needy and, and like text you 50 times and be too eager and therefore she's like oh cool this is like a young guy who kind of gets it right I remember I dated this girl who was 32 when I was 23 lied about my age so did she uh, but when it came out uh, and she'd been she was a, this really cool sexy black chick from New York who'd travelled around and been with various cool semi-famous DJs and like had a glamorous lifestyle at various points and then she was with me and we were hanging out doing my broke stuff but she really liked being with me because of my kind of like youthful exuberance right because I was just like "Whoa, I'm with this older girl and like we're having sex and I'm really into this and I'm really uh like into learning about her and, and this new dynamic of a young guy and an older girl like things that I'd never done before I was really into exploring Alright, so as a result, she chose me for that period of time over, you know, the other normal, like, high value or whatever options that she would have often taken. So the point is, you need to do a stock take, a realistic stock take of where you're at. Right? and that means being being honest and brutally honest, but... as if it was a good life coach, right? So if I came to you and I'm like, all right, tell me about your life. What are you doing? Okay, you work that job, all right. Who who are your friends? Are you got those friends? And what do you do in your spare time? You do that? All right, so there's some issues here I see because in in your spare time, you're using that solely, you're pissing that away on YouTube or with video games or hanging out with the same guys you always hang out with. This is your time that you have that where you can improve. And what does that mean to improve? It means to embody more of your potential, to live more of your life and to absorb more of the fucking information that's happening right now by becoming more present right so if you're someone who's starting to work on that path uh then then you're on the right direction and that's me as a good life coach would encourage you and give you action steps if i was a shitty life coach i'd say all right what are you doing with your time you're doing that well that's a fucking waste of time you loser it's like well you're never going to get you're never going to amount to anything just stop there (laughs) you're never going to amount to anything right so that kind of if you're saying that to yourself you are a bad bad life coach to yourself and you should fire yourself immediately and rehire yourself as the better life coach version which does what i said which is encourages you goes yeah you've got this issue at the moment you're reactive you're jealous you're too nervous to go and talk to strangers we need to be able to work around this stuff and improve that but at the same time you will be surprised what women will choose like i my job is to one part of my job is to listen on microphones while guys go up and try and pick up girls I've watched Boy Meets Girl thousands of times, and I've seen so many couples appear out of those moments, and couples where I'm surprised, where I'm like, wow, she chose to be with that guy, even though he's whatever, not as cool as maybe what she's used to, or, or he looks different than the way I would assume that that girl would want, or whatever, and she she surprises, probably herself, the student, and me, because I'm listening and watching creepily, that wow, okay, th- he has uh, released the attraction because He's done the right things because he's been present with her. She's seen through the what does he look like and where does he fit in the social matrix. And she's gone, that's a man. I'm attracted. My attraction is being released in the direction of that man. And then it doesn't matter what he looks like or what he's doing. She's just into him. Now, of course, he can fuck it up, but like, if he keeps being him and doing that well at an, at an amplified and rarefied level by being super present, you know, projecting desire without being needy and all the basics of, of seduction, then suddenly the guy who was like, oh, I can't approach girls is like dating a fucking banging hot girl. Now, there are also caveats to that because sometimes you can hustle the girl because you're like doing something ballsy and she's like, wow, that's pretty, okay, I'll go on a date with him, she sleeps with him. And then after, a, let's say a couple of sessions, The sex isn't good enough. And if the sex isn't good enough, women will leave, as should you. If you are having sex with a girl and she's terrible in bed, try and fix it. If she's just terrible, probably time to move on. But the truth is bad sex is usually the fault of the man because he's the most active participant. For a woman to be really good in bed, I mean, of course there's levels, but for her to be good in bed, she needs to be flexible, pliable, enthusiastic, uh, and, you know, give a good blowjob. And that then should be a good lover and she can improve and be excellent or do all sorts of amazing extra stuff, but that'll be good. Whereas if a man can't last more than 10 minutes or 20 minutes, uh, he's really stiff in his hips, he's not very sensitive, he's like, you know, manhandling and pouring at her without any uh, sense of sensuality, then he's bad in bed. So, you can definitely improve that by getting yourself a lover, a regular lover. She doesn't have to be the hottest girl in the world. She needs to be someone you like, you're attracted to, and she's really enthusiastic and wants to learn. You guys learn to be good in bed together. That's a skill that will yield dividends for the rest of your life because if you're fucking amazing in bed, the girl will overlook all sorts of other stuff and she'll come back to you because it's hard, it's, it's rarer for a girl to be able to find a guy who's good in bed. And you may still find that, okay, you get together with this girl, but after some time she has the sense that you can't quite keep up with her. Maybe that's just in the level of social acuity that you have, your ability to banter or to manoeuvre through all different social spaces and feel okay, areas that she's used to moving through. Maybe she's gone through there with different other partners or alone before and she's used to being in this uh, scene or this glamorous situation or this stressful situation or this exposed situation and you can't handle it, then maybe she'll rethink things and go, okay, maybe it's not for me. And that's, again, if that happens, you get the girl and then you lose her because you didn't really have the capabilities of keeping her, that's good too. That means you've gone into that territory and you've done that and then you fumbled it. Okay, fine, you fumbled it and and you'll learn and you'll become better adept and, and the next time you won't. Right, So this is the way that you need to view this. Realistically, looking at what are, what are the, who am I, how old am I, what are my current status, only so that you can look at what can you improve, not so you can sit there and go, yeah, I'm just that, so that means I'm a 5.3, so that's what I get in life. Fuck that. I mean, my whole purpose for doing any of this shit is to try and convince you that whatever you think you are, you can be better, you can be bigger, you can get more out of life like it's not about getting more stuff more chicks more money whatever it's about more of the experience of being alive as opposed to i'm drifting through in this daydream and then i get i kind of take what's given to me which is the average or less than average and then i settle there for years and then i come out of the stupor and go oh hang on what do i do and then i try and do something impotently to change things and then i drop back into unconsciousness for another five years and you do that half dozen times your fucking life's over or the, the the time for you to change is over that's that's why i'm so on this all the fucking time about not wasting in your life how do you do that it's not by going i'm 24 i need to wait till i'm 35 and got a rolex before i'm going to get the hot girls sure work to the 35 year version of you or the 45 year version of you whatever you think that is but enjoy the 21 through 3 30 1 2 3 whatever version of yourself for everything you are because there is an attractive archetype for every age group for every level of success right there is a, an attractive archetype of a man who's broke and trying to figure his life out Like, I played that up when I was a young, broke musician. I was like, yeah, I'm a musician. I'm free. I'm easy. I'm like, you know, I don't have any money, but I'm living life. And, you know, I'm getting what I can. And I'm like being here and I'm enjoying being this. And I'm working on my future because I want to do something else. But that was really exciting for some girls. For other girls, they would have looked at that and going, eh, call me in five years, little boy. You're still figuring things out because she's not interested in the guy who's trying to make it. She's interested in the guy who's made it and can hold space for her to express her her peak. right. So there's out there. There is somebody for everybody. No, there's not. There's uh, definitely somebody for you if you learn everything that I've told you and adjust your behaviour and your methodologies over time to become this excellent version of yourself and mine deep into yourself right now to resolve your issues, let go of resentments let go of fears move through those and how do you do that well life experience going out there and meeting a lot of different women but being able to process that process effectively just hammering yourself into approaches over and over again will do something but it often doesn't lead to long-term change because you're not actually looking at the core mechanisms that you need to alter that's where awareness-based meditation comes into play. I'm releasing, re-releasing my most popular ever online course, The Martial Meditation Method, where I reveal all of the techniques that I teach my students live in workshops. And these are the techniques that I've gleaned and pulled off different excellent masters from around the world in my travels where I've physically gone to China to India to Europe and I've traveled all around the world seeking out great spiritual meditation masters because that's something I'm really into and I've distilled all this knowledge into a working five-week course that allows you to step by step very practically and simply absorb new techniques apply them every single day so you're seeing instant results not instant like you do this and everything in your life is perfect but instantly learning how to shift your focus from I'm up in here and this is my world and I'm thinking stuff to okay I'm stepping back and I'm observing things more objectively I'm starting to learn about the processes I go through my internal processes the interrelation between my mind my body my emotions the stimulus that's coming from the environment women that I'm meeting all of these things and the turmoil that creates and learning to sift through that fog and coming to more clarity and peace because that means that you start to develop that skill of charisma of presence of being there with somebody totally so that when you stop that girl suddenly the how old you are how much money you are whatever that stuff dissolves and she starts to see you as pure masculine presence then you have what it takes to get that girl please join me and a select group of men all around the world as we embark on this five-week journey of personal exploration awareness understanding what it means to live in the now and then how to use that as an effective tool to get what it is that you want in life thanks so much for listening to the natural Natural lifestyles podcast Podcast. check us out on youtube at the The natural Natural TV. tv see you on the next episode